This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Beckinsale. Oh, hey guys. Um, I've been doing some catching up on the show, and I gotta say, there's there's been some moments that were good, and there's been some uh, shows that I didn't listen to. Go on. So, uh, uh, thank you, Zach, for saying. Remember, you can always expect the expected on Bacon Sale. I, I, I mean, also jazz hands. The great unifier of people. That was pretty good. Joel, also, hashtag Joel is a cannibal. Pretty funny. This is pretty funny. Okay, so I haven't been gone entirely. I'm enjoying this. Also, you said only psychopaths like the middle seat on an airplane. That is true. And Kent, you were also in these episodes. (laughs) (laughs) You do listen. He looks at Bacon Cell quotes on Twitter. Watches the Twitter. Uh, Welcome to Bacon Cell. I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And I'm Zach. And I'm here. And I'm Jacob. Yay! Is this the first time all four of us on an episode on mic? Oh, no. Uh, the universe yes. is going to implode. The only other time I was here is I was like sitting off in the corner counting. There you go. Yeah. Just counting for no reason. Is that yeah. true? Just counting. Like, One, No, I two, feel like you came back a couple of times, three, didn't you? But he was always four. in the back. Can, it was when you, you were having a kid. <laughs> oh. But uh, yes, we've talked about this on the uh bacon bit that just released on friday mm-hmm. uh but jacob is joining us uh, now and he's going to be joining us occasionally from here on out yep. yes that's exactly right yeah Still mostly just to it'll eat be food. it'll be a good time to eat I'll, food I'll get come grossed here out whenever zach brings spicy nuggets and uh and, and what does that mean and mighty mighty hot sauce or something like that something like mighty that joe young hot that's sauce. what they call me yeah but, <laughs> but we'd like to thank you for listening to our last show our 10 essential films with matt's yeah. episode thought it was very educational yes i finally calmed down you did? I needed to. Good, I'm glad. Yeah. Oh, you got, you got riled up? Oh, I couldn't tell. Really? I couldn't tell. And I was excited to see just how everyone agreed that everyone was happy with the d- debate that was had, regardless of the material, that everyone was happy and joyous. Completely. Everyone completely agreed. There was nothing but harmony. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. I will say a comment that I loved was from Brian Sorensen, who said, I'm not sure why, but listening to Matt's hate on the beloved movies from my childhood is hilarious. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> it's true. And I also have a quote. This one's from my own mother, and she said, what a handsome young man. I'm not sure what he's saying. <laughs> About Mets? Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, thank you for listening to that. Uh, we really do appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, it's great. But that's not what we're talking about today. <gasps> What, what are we talking about today, Zach Jacob? Jacob Zach. Like, Should I, we rock, paper, scissors? I, I literally was like, I wonder what he's going to say. Uh, uh, I mean, the torch what has been passed. What are we talking about today, Kent? The torch, the torch Don't ask passed. me. The, oh, yeah, the torch has been patched. Yep, what are we exactly. talking about today, Zach? Today, oh. we are giving a soundtrack outline of our lives. Soundtrack these, of our lives. These are the soundtracks Please of our lives. explain what you mean. So what we decided to do, I don't even fully know, we decided to pick songs that represent moments or times in our lives. So if we were to release a CD or, uh, I guess, a Spotify playlist of our life, mm-hmm. this is what it would contain. Yeah. When the movie finally comes out about our lives. we're creating a Spotify playlist of these songs now? Yes, oh, we are. No. Okay. No, available no, right now. Yep. Go look it online. That that means Joel, put that together, please. I have to now. Mm-hmm. As long as that <laughs> keep, keeps track of it, we're good. Yes. But uh, yes, we're going to jump right into it because we have eight categories to get through, uh, all four of us. And so we're, it's going to be a long playlist, but it hopefully is. some really good songs on here. Are we thinking of going chronologically here? I think, yeah. All right. So let's start from the beginning with your earliest music memory. What do you think, Joel? Considering I am the oldest here, <laughs> I think it's only fitting that I go first. My earliest musical memory, I actually have video proof of. I'm not going to share that with anyone here because it's a family video. What a tease. But here you go. Yeah. Wow. So. Great choice. This is just the intro, by the way. Of, uh, I love that riff so much. Van Halen. Yeah, well, the guitar solo especially. It's it's like this like amazing 20-second guitar solo that he came in and did for free. Yeah. 
But that's, I, that's not my memory. This came out in 1983, so I was three. Yeah. But uh, it wasn't until probably about, well, late 1983 or 1984 that I performed as Joey Jackson in the family <laughs> talent show. Ooh. I had a red jacket. Uh, like a like a kind of a uh, what are those types of jackets with the crocodile on them? I don't remember what they're called. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was only jackets. Uh, I don't know, something like that. But I was wearing yeah. a little jacket, and I'm probably about three or four years old, and I'm wearing a glove on the hand. I think it was a mitten, and I didn't want it on, so I threw it off. But then I lip sync to this song to beat it by Michael Jackson, and I didn't know all the words, obviously. But I remember I was like trying to do actions yeah. with it, like uh, they'll kick you, they'll beat you, they'll tell you it's fair. And How old were you really? You weren't three, were you? I was about three, almost four, probably. Wow. I think this is. I think I was about then. And so I have this. Like we watch this video all the time as a kid. And so you know when you when you see pictures of yourself or videos of yourself, and sometimes your memory becomes that. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if I really remember it, or I just remember it from watching the movie so much as a kid. The Michael Jackson of the early '80s was like so cool to me. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I was obsessed. And so my parents. There was a whole talent show, but this was my thing to do. And so I sang "Beat It" as a kid. And so this is my earliest music memory. Is singing beat it oh that's so sweet uh you realize you're gonna have to show the video to everyone now Absolutely. i don't have it it's you need to find it. it's at my parents house oh right. yeah <laughs> it's kind of like me in the the grandma video <laughs> yeah exactly. i'll get in a couple years it'll be fine i don't think i can fake videos of me as a kid oh take it maybe easy. i'll do a, i'll get a snapshot okay we'll put it on patreon or something fantastic like i'll take it okay so i want to go next my first memory is a song that's more embarrassing in, in fact it's still one of my favorite songs but i should hate it oh i'm excited <laughs> Why would you do first of this? Everyone hates this song for some reason. No, 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 no. I love this I song. I love this song. You do? I love this song. Thank you guys so much, Jake. Do you agree? Of course. Is it full bacon cell approval? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Never before has that happened. Before, we built the city on bacon cell. bacon cell approval. Jacob's never heard this song before. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. He saw it in the Muppets. <laughs> so this is from Starship. It's We Built This City. And not Starship, not Star, Starship, derived Jefferson Air from Jefferson Starship. Thank you. And but the Jefferson Airplane. Starship, but Jefferson? it's just called Jefferson Airplane. Yeah. Starship. Yeah. And they had much less hits than the Jefferson Starship or Jefferson Airplane. Yeah. But the album was Knee Deep in the Hoopla, released in 1985. So I was four at this time. And you were knee deep in the hoopla. I was yeah. <laughs> knee deep in the hoopla. Yeah. So I got potty trained. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, I have to put it out there. I can't, I, can I family, family friendly? friendly? <laughs> and this is going to prove that we've talked about on this show, if you're a music person or a lyrics person, and I am definitely a music and beat yeah, person. As am I. I never know lyrics. In fact, are you I've, kidding me? <laughs> not today. Not as an adult. You love lyrics. You're I about like, like lyrics, but I get them wrong. Stevens. Oh. And, and, like, <laughs> and you're all like, oh, this is so emotional. He does speak to my soul. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I still get them wrong. Okay. In fact, a lot of these songs on this list, I'm like, yeah, I loved it during this era. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, that has nothing to do you with the theme. are really bad at lyrics. Wait. <laughs> so wait, let's Take go it back. Easy. Okay, so my memory is I loved this song immediately. And I don't think it was 1984. I was probably five or six. But this song, and I don't know where it was. Maybe it was at the swimming pool or maybe the like roller skating rink or whatnot. And I was probably hanging out on the side and I heard this song basically all through the 80s mm -hmm. and never stopped loving it so much that I would sing it all the time. And I remember my dad would sing it with me, probably appeasing me, just happy that I liked something that mentioned rock and roll. Right. Even though this song is definitely not rock and roll. There's drums. There, there are drums. <laughs> There's a guitar. And Marconi wow, plays wow. the mamba, <laughs> which a mamba is the most deadly snake on the planet. Yeah. There is no musical instrument called the mamba. I thought it was a dance. 
Like, no, like it, it is a style dance. of dance. The mamba. Yeah. Marconi plays the mamba. Yeah, they're playing the mamba. Like the playing, you're playing a tango. You're yeah, playing mamba, a mamba. Is, the, is that what it is? That's mamba it number is. five. <laughs> See, I'm a bit confused about the lyrics myself. <laughs> I've mentioned this before, but this is the one. Having gone through all these 80s, great. I could do a full list of like 80 songs I loved as a kid. This is the one that spoke to me because you hear that opening, just we built this city, and it it's just, a good opening. Are you sure those are the lyrics? I'm I'm not sure actually anymore. I don't know. I'm now questioning the whole mamba thing because in my mind it's always been yeah they played the song they played a style of there's a mambo that's what it is, but this is mamba. I don't know. Yeah. No, mamba is the music. Let us know, listener. Let us know. Let us know. Yeah, find out. Look it up on Wikipedia, please. Because I'm doing it right now and I can't do it during the show. (laughs) All right. And now one thing that you're going to notice through the show, listener, is I am a little bit younger, so my memories rubbing our faces. Why don't you slightly like a decade skewed differently? So this song uh, is one of my earliest memories. I remember I would just be singing this song because for some reason my parents had a tape with this song on it. Oh my gosh. Wow. (laughs) He said, what about? I just got a gray hair. (laughs) I just won. I, this came out in 1995. This is uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's by Deep Blue Something. I remember that I would I was like playing at my grandma's house, and I would just be singing this song because it was the song that we would listen to, or it was part of the tape that we were listening to in the car. And it's a fun one to sing along to. It is a great one to sing along to. Uh, I don't know what album they were listening to. I don't know what it was a part of, but... It's probably like, now that's what I call music. All hits been, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Because there was also... Big Deep Blue Something fans. Yeah, of course. <laughs> they have more than one song? Maybe. Nope. Maybe. And there was, because they also had that song that was like, if I were king for just one day. Like that. Nobody knows it. Nobody Zach. knows. Yeah. It's, it, it's something. So if you know, let me know. But uh, I love that wait, that's your wait, choice. Wait. That, that That's not by Deep Blue Something. That's no. another song on there. It's another song. So it's some compilation. It's a compilation, yeah. That I was listening to yeah. as a kid, or my parents were listening to, rather. I was just sitting in the back seat, and listener, I would just know these weird listener, songs. Listener, let us know that too, because I want to research these, but I'm trying to stay yeah. focused and not derail the show. So anyway, that is my earliest memory of like knowing the words and singing to an adult song independent of like listening to it how old were you probably i was five yeah wow five did you i was gonna say did you ever want did you want to see breakfast at tiffany's because of that song (laughs) it's a movie (laughs) Yes. <laughs> no, uh, it's, yeah, it's actually I, uh, the, the Breakfast Mamba. <laughs> I always, I mean, all, all as a child, I always knew Breakfast at Tiffany's was the movie that they talk about in that song. Yeah, that was o- the only thing it was to that, me. That was my reference point, too. Was, yeah. yeah. Until I saw it later and was like, oh, my gosh. This is this is a it's terrible. Not, this yeah. is something. Wait, like that movie. she says, I think I remember the film like. I remember the film. I as, and as, as I recall, I, recall yeah. I think we both kind of liked it. Uh, Marconi said, played the well, mamba. Yeah, Marconi, of course, played the mamba. We've got. Okay. <laughs> anyway, that's my song. Breakfast it's, at Tiffany's. I do love already, this is going to show like the generational gap that we have with you. Yeah. And, uh, it's good. It's, it's good great. Variety. It's great variety. Yeah. Exactly. Honestly, I got to tell you, because I have kind of a story about that too. If you can imagine like a, however much older I am than you, uh, probably in seventh grade or Eight something, years. in Missouri, in the woods, I'm listening to 106.7 and I'm waiting for that Shout song. Shout out to 106.7. <laughs> to play. It's long bed. And so like I have this stupid little radio in my room, like waiting for Breakfast at Tiffany's and there was some other song at the time and yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, there it is. I was like, listen to all these garbage songs just waiting for some of those good ones. It's a great song. It is. It's I a good song. It. Good song. I don't have a really early... Me- it was probably like kindergarten or something. I don't even remember. Like, I... Music was not in my house. A Did lot. you have a record player, like old gramophone? Yes, they had a bunch of records, okay. and they never played them. They were like playing the Wait. washboard, like that. You yeah, know, back yeah, in the day. Wait, They're, did your parents not really play music? No, for real. No, didn't you, have like a record player. To music play was very rarely. What about wrong. your older sister? Now she did. She did. Right. She she introduced me to a handful of of songs, but my mom wouldn't let her do it until 
I was, I don't even know how old, like maybe eight or nine, because she was afraid like that rock music would influence me in some way. Well, no wonder you rebelled. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Listen, I I mean, because of the different type of childhood that wasn't really there. However, I do have kind of a funny story about this because in, and I'm hoping that my in-laws never listen to this because (laughs) I'm about to call them out for doing something that's wildly politically incorrect. Your in-laws? My in-laws, yeah. It was a different time. You didn't even have power. I mean, Uh, mean, yeah. You had had in-laws when you were a kid? No, no. But this is what they do with all the kids. Oh, okay. Okay. This is what they do with all the kids. So at the end of the day, they want to get all the kids together. And so it's like, okay, everybody come together for the thing. And so like one of one of the adults goes to the floor and starts doing this drum beat. Okay, are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Okay, now listen. I'm telling you this because it's horrifying. This is why I'm sharing this story, listener. This is gold. <laughs> like we're all going to cringe a little bit. Uh, don't, is that what you're saying? Don't, earliest ever, music don't ever tell anyone that I've done this. I've shared <laughs> okay, a family no secret. I literally will stand there and be like, I'm not sure I can participate. This. You do realize we're recording right now. I do. People listen. Do. This okay. is a risky it's a business. Listener. It's okay. a listener. It's, right. It's, yeah, it's just the listener. I'm trusting you, listener. Okay, here's kind of how I'm going to have to clap a little bit because it's like, <laughs> wait, so this no, isn't no, no, a clip. I can probably do it. You can probably pick it up from the this table. This isn't a clip. You're going to sing this live? Yeah, yeah. yeah. This oh, is wow. my favorite day. Are you ready for this? That makes no. it worse. Are you ready for this? <laughs> oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. Listener, I do not. Im- I do but how not. is this your earliest music memory if it's from your in laws after you're I don't, married? I don't have one, Joel. Okay. I don't. I tried. I couldn't okay. come up with okay. one. Okay. Are you ready? A few moments later. Oh, pretty racist song. <laughs> <laughs> now I see it. Wow. That's the song. What, so I'm, a, I'm at like, so I'm at like a family reunion and there's start, and I, and I like, I'd heard about this thing before and I kind of just like stepped a few steps back. But your your in laws are British. They are. They're British. So for some reason, is this a, it's, is this it's like less racist for them because <laughs> okay. they, they were further away. Is we were in England. Is this an English song? Like is it an English child song or something? Yes, I've that's never exactly heard what, this. That's exactly and I hope what to never is. hear it again. <laughs> <laughs> so in context, you will like, when you're editing this, you're not like celebrating this. No, like, no, no, this no, not is at all. Just no, like I'm, I'm sharing it because I need someone else to just. I need someone else to share my pain. To die inside. <laughs> yeah, um, I did a little bit. Your poor in laws. And so I tell them, and I'm like, your wife like. I'm show? like, hey, this is... Is she going to be mad at you for saying this? No, I don't think so. <laughs> it's a risk. Meaning she won't listen. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm safe. So uh, anyway, so there's this super... And I think they recognize that, but a lot of them just kind of like, hey, Jake, it's a good thing that you're not really going to be on the show anymore because people may be upset. <laughs> I don't blame them. That's <laughs> the whole point. That's it, Jake. You're off the show regularly. <laughs> All right. So there's, there's, there's my... Contribution to that. <laughs> well, that will not be on the Spotify playlist. Uh, uh, are you kidding? It should be in. stricken from the record. All right, that brings us to our next category, which is fun with family. So this is the fun with family song, the song that reminds you of good times with your family back in the day when, you, when you were younger. I might have misread this one. Go on. Well, no, it doesn't have to mean good times. It's just representative just of your childhood I, I and memories you had. I got it. Yeah. Because sometimes I don't know. What and I'm it, if there was, I mean, there's so many songs I could have done for this. Yeah. But I kind of went with kind of a feel. And this is pretty on the nose, and I apologize for that, but it's this. Which you brought up before. That we already haven't talked about the Beach Boys this season. Right. You know what's funny? Uh, for this category, I almost pitched a Beach Boys song, but you hate them. I mean, yeah, By the way, Jake, Zach claims to love the Beach Boys, but he hates them. It's kind of a weird thing. I don't get it. So this is Fun, Fun, Fun by the Beach Boys, released in 1964, before I was born, Zach. Barely. Uh, But this is... (laughs) (laughs) Whenever we would go on, like, family trips to, like, you know, the 4th of July family gathering or a vacation, inevitably my dad would put Beach Boys on and brainwash us all into... I mean, they are fun, but thinking the Beach Boys was associated with fun, it was like that connection. And still to this day, I do that with my kids. And we love singing along with these. We thought Fun, Fun, Home was a fantastic song to sing along with. 
By the way, Utah connection to fun, fun, fun. I found Go out. on. According to Salt Lake City radio manager Bill Daddio Hesterman of KNAK, an early promoter of the Breach Beach Boys who brought them to Utah, he said it was based on a girl called named Shirley Johnson, the station owner's daughter, who borrowed her father's 1963 Thunderbird, which had a University of Utah parking sticker. To, she said she was going to go to the library, and instead she went to a drive-in theater, and she got busted. And then the Beach Boys heard about her talking about this and wrote the song based on that. Because they can write a song in like 10 minutes. That's what they can yeah, write. That's well, about as deep as their songs say, get. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is, yeah. Well, Brian, I was going to say Brian Wilson wrote it, so it probably wasn't that Oh, deep. take it easy. Um, but no, and so this song just kind of represents all Beach Boys songs, but this one in particular, we didn't yeah. talk about it on the Beach Boys song as much, but I really enjoy it. Fun, fun, fun by the Beach Boys. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought up like a road trips that you would take and, you know, you said around the campfire, you guys would sing Beach Boys. We would, yes. So my parents were less involved in sharing music that they liked. Like my mom liked a lot of Doors music and stuff, but she didn't necessarily share that with us on road trips. My brother, who's six years older than I am, was the one that controlled the radio. And by that, I mean his tapes. And so he would wait, play wait, wait. Us your, your parents relinquished music responsibility totally. to their children? Uh, yeah. That, That's a lot of why? trust, right? But why? It's You're crazy. in control in the car. It's weird because it formed who I am, and I'm not even saying in the best way because his tapes were the Pet Shop Boys. So this is what's responsible. Basically. <laughs> Pet Shop Boys. Who you kicked out of the bracket. And Erasure. Who you kicked out of the bracket. And so Erasure <laughs> is who I'm going with. And so I'm going with a song from the album or the tape that we had, The Innocence, which is one of the best full-on albums out there. And the song... Not even Erasure album. You're saying best album. Yes. I love this one. It could be nostalgia, but I also think it's great. But this song isn't even one of the hits. It's called Yahoo. So once again, not a lyrics guy. Erasure is a very like Euro trash new wave band. And this this song is basically a Christian rock song. Like they the From first Erasure? Yes. So better that the devil should not be called if you want to wed the devil's daughter. And they have like a gospel choir coming in at the end. Have you ever heard this song? Maybe. I'm gonna it's send not, it's it to you. Well it's, it's gonna be on the playlist. playlist yeah. This whole album is good, but the ones, the singles that charted on this one are Ship of Fools, Chains of Love, and yep. A Little Respect. I know all those very well. Do you know Imagination? I'd have to hear so it. So Imagination and Yahoo were my two favorites because we listened to this tape ad nauseum. Mm -hmm. And so this was every road trip. If my brother ever forgot this one, say we were going to Snake River on a trip or down to Goblin Valley and he forgot this tape, it ruined the whole road trip because <laughs> it was just something we needed. But yeah, Erasure. And your parents were, were good with this. Yes. Like they liked oh, They enjoyed it too. Okay. And I think they were happy that my brother wasn't playing like Misfits, which he also had those tapes. Okay. And so it was I like, like. Jim better. Yeah. Jim and the Holograms. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good, good. Did you say your age? Uh, yeah, well, this one came out in 1988. I was seven. But this was seven up until 12. What happened at 12? I think I grew out of it. Yeah. I think I started yeah. liking my own music. You didn't grow out of anything. Yeah, it's true. I listened to this whole album today. I loved it. <laughs> All right, for mine, uh, I, th I thought of a lot of different things. I know that, and much like you guys, like road trips and things like that, there are so many songs that you sing along to. But there's this particular memory for me that really stood out. So in the mid-90s, my dad got uh, like a big stereo system, like a surround sound with, you know, the rear speakers and, you know, the big, like big tall speakers all out. And particularly, it had a really good bass. And so he would come home from work. And there was this particular song, which, by the way, as part of this system, we had like a 100 CD like automatic changer. It was Ooh, the yeah. coolest oh, yeah, thing. Those were fancy. You ever try shuffle on those? Yeah. Yeah, it takes forever. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like clank, clank, yeah. <laughs> It was it totally the worst. Does. But it was like fascinating as a kid. Um, but this was one song that he played because it sounded so good 
on the sound system. So he'd come home from work and play this, and I just loved it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, this song, it it hits right. No, wait, wait, here comes it. <laughs> We're all jamming. This is wait, but would he then turn it down because he's a little embarrassed? We play no. Ace of Base. Oh, oh, this who would be embarrassed playing this? <laughs> no, it sounded so cool. In 1995. <laughs> I mean, you're gonna. It sounds gonna sound great. Then. Yeah. Well, and they have bass. I'm assuming an Ace of Base, right? Yeah, of course. A lot. Actually. Don't watch this video. It is horrible. But yeah, this is Ace of Base. Uh, the sign. Uh, I don't know the words of this song. I'm, I'm partial so to Don't Turn Around. That's a good one, too. Yeah. Wow. This just, seriously, if you listen to it, something with that you know, has a good bass or whatever, it sounds awesome. This is a great song. So, ooh, ooh, it's like, this is the one that someone gave me this album when I was like 12 or something. And I kept listening to it and told no one. <laughs> <laughs> and this is like the ultimate guilty pleasure. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. I, I, open, I listen to this openly. I was a big fan of Ace of Base. Yeah. Joel's no, at the no intersection right now no in Tess. Yeah. <laughs> Probably was driving the car back then. Yeah, that's car. true. <laughs> yeah. Ace of Base, the sign so from good. 1994. I just want to keep listening to it. <laughs> that's good. That's good. All right, Jacob. All right. So this category is fun with family song, right? Mm-hmm. So we had very different childhoods. <laughs> so uh, we've heard. Yeah. Uh, so um, a running theme here on the Bacon Sale. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really have <laughs> a fun with family song, but I think a fun with family, I did have this. That's just gunfire. Yeah, yeah. exactly. They'd go so out to the backwoods when, when I think of fun, <laughs> fun times with family. That's not a so- I'm, I'm thinking that's the soundtrack. Uh, no, I no, there, there's anything on the Spotify playlist. There's a beat to that, you know? I'll give you the link to this so that you can hear what gunfire sounds Jacob, like. I'm, Wait, I'm are you right John Wick's son? You. <laughs> like, what's happening? Oh, no, I'm true. I'm right there with you because this yep. is soundtrack of your life. I almost put car noises here. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. See, it's totally appropriate. No, there were no fun. I got my family singing songs together. That didn't happen ever, not once. I don't know. That's not a thing. But you know what we did do? No, we didn't do this as a family either. But I did it a lot by myself and sometimes with my dad after sure. he taught me briefly when I was eight. So, yeah, shooting guns. I, I think there's kind of a rhythm to that. That's, that's You know, that, there's that's probably songs about shooting guns that you could choose yeah. to play while you're shooting guns. Mm, I, I should have looked into that. <laughs> <laughs> I like the sound effects better. <laughs> it's like stomp, but with guns. Yeah, exactly. Stomp yeah. with guns. I'm making mm-hmm. a list of all of the things we've chosen, and this one just says straight up gunfire. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next up, our next category, we have junior high theme song. Junior high. Well, obviously, I had to pick this one. Extremely awkward. I hurt myself Whoa. today. Yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay, so... <laughs> I don't even want to joke about. <laughs> so junior high. Okay. Everyone, <laughs> everyone got really serious. Did you just serious. want to feel alive? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, no, drama no. club. I'm, I'm kidding, guys. I'm kidding. You can't kid around with Johnny Cash. By I the way, his did. version came out after you were in junior high. I really it like did. that song. Well, no, so they much. don't have to fit the. They don't have to be from there. That's era. true. That's it's true. representative of the era. Sure. And that's true about this too, because yes, junior high was rough. It was probably hey, the roughest. Eighth grade was probably the roughest year of my life. Hey Jake, how much do you miss Joel's jokes? His <laughs> joke picks. I got to tell you, I, I I literally had this thought. Maybe I'll have a joke pick in here, and I thought, Nah, Joel will own that. Joel's got that <laughs> on lockdown. <laughs> All right, so Joel, back to your junior high. This is my real pick. So this is at Girls by the Beastie Boys, mm-hmm. and I've been. 
girl crazy most of my life. Like my my first kiss, I think I talked about this in the show, was before even I remember. Yeah. And my parents tell me about it. But I, in junior high, that's when I started hanging out with girls more often. We had like a group that we hung out with and they were awesome. This awesome group of girls. This is when I you know, kind of had my first girlfriends was around this time. And so junior high just became this kind of like girls, girls, girls everywhere. And so this song I felt represented, and this is from 1987. So this is well before I was in junior high, yeah. but we still listened to it while I was in junior high. By the way, Jake, his first kiss was at 13. 13. First real kiss. Yes. And I've kissed more women than he has. You, you finally surpassed him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should listen to that episode. It's pretty entertaining. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, that, that's, that's a great choice. Trust me, there were there was a lot. It took you a minute because I, actually, I know where the number was before. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say I I did struggle in eighth grade. It was probably really hard. Ninth, seventh, and ninth were a little bit better, but junior high I think is rough for everybody. And so there were a lot of darker songs that I actually had in here initially. Oh, I'm surprised you didn't go straight up alternative because that was the era. I had I actually had little things by Bush initially because it was like little things that kill because like you can get those little things now and the whole song's about like fighting those little things and, and overcoming them right but in, instead I decided to go with a little more fun because I was like the contrast to hurt is a little bit better than if I chose one of those other ones yeah well no girls and hurt it's kind of the same thing yes. yeah it's fine yeah. so there you go uh, girls by Beastie Boys by the way never performed live by the Beastie Boys really yeah really it's a huge song much to my that. dismay yeah, but it also ah. is kind of against their kind of. They theme. put it on as a goof on their album, yeah. and it became this big hit, and they were kind of bugged by it, I think. I struggled with this one so much because there are four solid choices. Can I give my honorable mentions, or should I save it for another save show? Them. I'll save, save it. Yeah. But one honorable mention I wanted to give yeah, is YMCA, because in, in junior high, I, oh, was, everyone. I was very insecure, but I went to every dance, and so I liked to disco dance back then, and that is what gave me a little bit of confidence. Yeah, Demonstrate has it. changed. Immediately. You are the same <laughs> what was your move? What was your move? Did you have like one move? YMCA. Uh, no, yeah, I mean, you got to kind of do the wandering okay. arm. Okay, wandering arm. And then arm. sometimes you do the chopping arm where it's like, okay. you know, like that. Okay. Wow. Yeah. It's, we it's, definitely grew up in different times. <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't play the YMCA? No, they don't disco dance to anything. What? Wow, YMCA but is a big The song dance. I had to choose to represent my alternative youth is this. Ah, yes. Tonight, Tonight by The Smashing Pumpkins. I want to go with so many others, but truthfully, this is the song. And granted, this was in my mid-junior high years. This was 1995. Yeah. And so I was already in eighth grade, I think, at this point, maybe halfway through the year. But I remember this song more than the other tracks on Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness, which you have Zero. By Starlight. Yeah. um, Rat in a Cage. What is that song? Despite All My Rage, I'm Rat in a Cage. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What is that one? That's like the main single. Of vampire. 1979. Butterfly Wings. Butterfly Wings. Good heavens. 1979. This Where is... were you, Jacob, on that? Where were you? I missed the question, actually. Yeah. I was like, yeah, the song. About? Why are you guys still? Oh, <laughs> yeah. the title. Oh, I could have helped. But this is the song that stuck with me. And I think just kind of like in junior high, you feel like it, life is so important and you're so insecure. Everything seems insurmountable. Yeah. And that is what this song also feels like to me. And you do have to leave a part of youth behind, and that is what the lyrics are about here. Yeah, Smashing Pumpkins was a huge role in my junior high years as well. I almost picked, actually, one of those little things in Today Mm -hmm. was going to, but Today also was a little too dark for what I was going for. Yeah, it's true. But it's a great song, though. Yeah, it's so good. Today's the greatest day I've ever known, but not really. Right, right. I mean, you're in junior high, so what do you know? Yeah, girls. (laughs) Zach? Guys, I love this playlist so far. These are some great choices. Just wait till Jake's next pick, because I can't freaking wait. I love this playlist because Jake's picks aren't on it. Um, you know. oh, oh, this is representative. Oh, the, gun, the gunshots better be in there. That's all I'm saying. Or else there's going to be... Never mind. Bacon sale, right? Right. Junior high. Representative of junior high, right? Yes. Oh. 
I'm, I'm totally kidding. Because I was going to say, that's our junior high experience. Totally I'm just saying I was a creep. That's yeah. all. Actually, no. this would probably fit. Is no? This, is this not your real pick? No, it's not my real pick. I, oh, saw your, okay. I saw your junior high pictures, and I think it may apply. That was another one that almost made my pick. Yeah. Radiohead's creep. No, um, I actually didn't know about that song until a little bit later. Junior high was my time where I started to discover more music on my own. But for some reason, and I think it really is because of, you know, listening to the radio. You know, we listened to a lot of uh, alternative radio growing up. And I really got into 80s New Wave in junior high. Really? Yeah, kind of weird, right? Yeah, that went the other way. And so uh, I, I was kind of looking into different music, different CDs that my parents had, because that's all I had access to, right? And uh, this is a song that I just absolutely loved, um, and it was kind of helping me discover my own musical identity. Now, this is a specific <laughs> version. <laughs> specific version of this song. I don't even recognize it yet. What? Mm. This is like the, that's the horn line from it. How about now? Okay. This okay. is how the song usually starts. I'm still only in like vaguely familiar territory. Though. I'm, I'm more familiar with, I think it's the single version with more yes. drums at the beginning. So this is Dead Man's Party by Oingo Boingo. Uh, the song originally came out in 1985. This version, however, was on one of their greatest hits albums that we had. And it's from an album called Boingo Alive, where they basically played like a live set and recorded it. And I loved this version because it has so much stronger horns at the beginning instead mm. of just regular guitar. And so this is another one of those songs that played super loud at my house, uh, sounded great on the sound system. We would just listen to Oingo Boingo. But then once I hit junior high, I started to like, you know, I had like a disc man and I would play this CD and I would just sit in my room and I'd listen to music. And uh, this was uh, like this whole album, but specifically this song was just one of my absolute favorites. Would you say Dead Man's Party is representative of your social life? Absolutely. I right. didn't have one. What were you like Going in junior high? No Ken's, really, Ken's really trying to dig yeah. into this. <laughs> no, I, and, and that's kind of getting into like the little deeper side of it. Like there really wasn't much going on. I never went to parties. I was not. Did you go to junior high dances? Yeah, but it was the same thing. Like Maybe I would not because you didn't dance the YMCA. I would go to the ones that yeah. were right after school. Yes. Yeah. And I would hang out the in the corner and you'd basically end up just like running around. You with and your buddies. Accidentally end up Until dancing with Until a slow with a girl. song comes on. I'll ask someone to dance. If you ask someone to dance accidentally ending up with a girl. It wasn't until like high school at the steak dances that I started to like actually intentionally dance steak with girls. Dance is so good. <laughs> but yeah, so that this is my junior high time. Again, weird because I started going backwards, but I, I've kind of told shows you guys your before. culture. Well, I, I've told you guys before, I'm a huge fan of the 80s, specifically mm -hmm. New Wave. And I really do think that my fandom of the 80s comes from from the music of the time. Oh, totally. And I tell you to that. Yeah. So Oingo Boingo is like one of the most important bands. Uh, another one that I, I was going to put on was you have from to take him seriously with a name like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was uh, their their farewell concert that they did an album for. It was like a two CD album. Um, I listened to that a ton as a, as a as a you know mid teen as well. Wow, love it. Yeah, big Oingo Boingo fan. Cool, Jake. I can't wait. Actually, hold on. So let me preface oh, real quick before yeah, I really, play this thing. Really racist. So, so we have... <laughs> if, you think the, if you think the first one was racist... It's escalation here. Wait till I add a gramophone. <laughs> okay, so no, I have a really hard time just generally. I need. I, I had a really hard time being like, okay, I need to summarize junior high. How do I summarize junior high? Because for me, Soundtrack of Our Life is like, is this a montage of junior high? For me, when we say Soundtrack of Our Life, I picture like these moments and things like that. So I tried to, I, I don't know, kind of encapsulate junior high as a whole experience and this is the song that i chose yes oh it's so good mm. 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 i know this one you couldn't mm. quite explain it though right mm. try to ask alexa to play this 
<laughs> yeah. It is impossible. I was looking up on Google and the Google voice goes, mm-mm, mm-mm. Did you buy crash test dummies? <laughs> no, did you like, feel like an odd kid that stood out? No, it, it wasn't. Did you well, have birthmarks all over your body? You know, it was more because I like the song because it was weird and terrible, but ultimately still very memorable, and that's kind of how I view junior high. Right, it's like great. It's uh, it, it was like, how do you forget that? And yet, it really happened. It was that weird, and uh, everyone just had to go through it. And mm-hmm. that's kind of what happened with this song. That's kind of what happened with Junior High. Yeah, yeah. That is also, a great choice. I love this song, but I also really like Riley Inkvik's headline news. Yes, because it made more sense to me than the actual one. Like, so it was about the news of the time about Lorena Bobbitt and and Nancy Kerrigan and all that. <laughs> no? Really dated nope, references. Nope, yeah. nope, nope. I have no clue what's happening right now. You don't know? I have never heard this mm-hmm. argument. Oh, Joel will explain all of that to you right now in graphic detail. Seriously. You've never heard... Mm, <laughs> no. We're like watching the video dummies? as soon as we're done recording. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Man. I have okay. no clue. This is one of the one-hit wonders of the one-hit wonder world. Yeah. It's wow. up there. My brother had this CD, and so I'd break into his room and listen to this whole album. Of the Crash Test Dummies. They had a whole album. A whole album. And <laughs> the songs album are more ridiculous than that. I, love, no. I was going to say, Ballad yeah, of You Peter listen to the other ones, it's like, oh, it gets worse. Yeah. Huh. I remember Ballad of Peter Pumpkinhead was on the mm-hmm. Dumb and Dumber soundtrack, and that was like the only other song that was kind of by Crash Test Dummies that I knew. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, I, I'm a fan of the 80s, not so much the 90s. Wait, apparently. you know that song, though, right? No. You never heard that song I've never heard that song. I, I am at a loss Holy crap. Right? Yes, yeah, see? Holy crap. This is what it's like when you're not on the show, Jay. He knows Deep Blue Something, Breakfast at Tiffany's. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> an amazing song. That's 90s. That's an amazing song. I don't know what's <laughs> happening. Bass is 90s. All your picks yeah, are the 90s. Yeah, bass. Mm-hmm. I hate the 90s. And then he's like, mm-hmm. oingo, boingo. I don't know the 90s. Who are you guys? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is happening? All right, moving on. We're going to our high school themes. This is both one that I listened to a lot in high school and I Representative. Feel this is representative. What kind of person were you in high school? I'll let this do the talking. So you haven't changed? Not much. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, our high school job. So this obviously is about the, the about the fall of Constantinople to the Ottomans, you know, decades or hundreds, centuries ago. Classic. But uh, this is actually by the name of the Giants, Istanbul, not Constantinople. Mm-hmm. And this is the fourth remake of this song. It originally came out in 1953, and then they had... A couple different versions come between them, and the Damage Giants came out, and they're kind of the one that everyone knows. Really, that song. right? Yes, they didn't do it's because it seems so ridiculous and and perfectly. It they does. might be giants. Well, and if you listen to the old novelty song by uh, oh, who is it? By the Four Lads is who it is. The original one. It's very kind of it's it's totally just a novelty song. It's a goofy little song, but the Damage Giants turned it into a more upbeat uh, kind of rock ish version of it, which is kind of fun to hear. Now, this song, I, I think I've talked about this. Uh, okay, first of all, this represents my high school years because it is both educational and goofy. And that was me in high school. Mm-hmm. I, I was a very serious student. I, I tried to maintain, maintain my GPA. Which was? High. And then... Nerd! Uh, <laughs> but then I also wanted to goof around and have fun. Right. And this is also representative because in high school, I was known as one of the Istanbul boys. <laughs> <laughs> Long story short... Uh, we made up a dance to this song for mm-hmm. a couple of those girls I used to hang out with junior high. Right. And we did it at a couple of steak dances, bringing that back there. And then someone at the steak dance was in student body and they said, can you perform that in an assembly? And so we did. And then we ended up performing it with an assembly, I think, oh, I don't know, five or six times. Like, you know how assemblies kind of rehash the same jokes over yeah. and over again? We did this dance multiple times, ended up doing like a spin-off dance. And so we ended up doing it with the principals and vice principals at one, at one time. And actually, I came back after I graduated. They asked us to come back and do it again. 
And so like it became this thing where we were known as the Istanbul Boys. It's I love it. Th- there's plenty of videos of this out there. Can we too. just call you that from now on? I wish yeah. I'd known so this me, five years ago. Me, Ryan, and Justin were known as the Istanbul Boys. And so this song, like I can't hear this song and not get a little bit of butterflies in my stomach because it reminds me of performing in front of these assembly groups. So you could see yourself in your movie walking through the halls and this song playing, or would it be like over the assembly that you're performing in? And they'd probably have us perform it a couple times mm-hmm. and then it'd like be over the closing credits or something like that. I don't know. But I love it. Yeah, this song, I love the Anway Giants. I learned to love them because of a, my tape my sister had that got stuck in the car and it was the only thing I listened to while she was in talking to her boyfriend in an Olive Garden. Another story for another time. <laughs> but I love the Anway Giants and this started my love for them. Istanbul is one of my favorite You're songs. You're not still bitter about that, are you? It I'm like not a strange I tangent. love it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's my song for high school is Istanbul and that's Constantinople. That's great. So high school is where I got my confidence. I think I was faking it to make it. And I started realizing I was Again, a... it hasn't changed. I, <laughs> I was a punk rocker. And I wasn't like a 1970s punk rocker. I was a 90s power punk like a, guy. Yeah, pop punk. I was, uh, no, 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 not pop punk. That came after. It was Epitaph mm-hmm. or Fat Records. And so well, every I wasn't a skater, but I dressed like one. And I'd make my own corduroys. And I'd wear secondhand shirts from Savers. Wait, make your own corduroys? Yeah, they what were awesome. That? Corduroy pants. How do you make your own pants? It's not too hard, ask actually. Ask his mom. That's who really did it. <laughs> It's not my mom. You can tell by the the workmanship. Uh, You sewed your own pants in high school? Because I wanted to be different from anyone else. And so my hipster status started by sewing your own pants. That's part of it. Yeah. And now it's just Christopher Nolan and Tenet. (laughs) All we found found was knives and lint. And so I started realizing I only wanted to like music that I felt like no one else really listened to. And it really defined my attitude in high school. Oh, I'm so glad you left all that behind. So I chose a punk rock song for my favorite band at the time named Lagwagon. Oh, can't we all know this song? No, you don't. don't. Right, guys? We love this song. Yeah, right, Zach? This was played at my yeah. wedding. Stop that. <laughs> like, I mean, my mom loves this song. We all sing this You're together. killing my at high home. school age. <laughs> you should see they had hand motions for it, too. <laughs> I'm so mad at you guys right oh, now. Oh, yeah, we all love La- this one. Okay, Lagwagon. What's uh, the name of the song? Classic It is called wagon. Violins. Is this going to be on Spotify? This will be on Spotify. Okay. Greg will be disappointed in you for not liking this Greg's song. Greg's disappointed in me for a lot of stuff. By the way, go check out his podcast, Greg's Guide to Music. Definitely. Amazing. amazing show. So, yeah, this is definitely who I was. It was all fast-paced. All the songs were two and a half minutes. I'd watch snowboarding and skateboarding videos all day long. I was a snowboarder back then as well. I just wanted to be different, just like did you everybody sn- did you else. you sew your own snow pants? <laughs> no, because <laughs> they wouldn't have been very good. Not that my pants were. But anyways, lag wagon with violence. It was definitely me feeling like I was different. Violins or violence? Violins. Okay. You are different. Okay. So mine, uh, uh, my high school time, so it was, uh, you know, the mid-2000s, which are, looking back, very strange time. But I remember one day... Compared to now? uh, Yeah. (laughs) Seriously, go back. I've been studying it a little bit. The 2000s were way weirder than I thought they were. Than 2020. Yeah, seriously. But... Uh, one day I was uh, I, I stayed home sick from school and there was a station called Fuse. It was a, a TV oh, yeah. station. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and it, it was I, like Canada, isn't it? I, I'm not exactly sure, but I just remember going, "Wait a minute, they're playing music videos," and they were actually playing music videos one after the other, and they had actual shows about music. I'm like, "Is this what MTV used to be like?" We had the box. Right. Well, so yeah. I I was watching this channel because you know we had like digital cable and a bunch of channels. So I finally found it, and I spent an entire day homesick from school watching music videos and it really got me onto this new scene this emo pop punk thing that was going on and there was a lot of uh cool music videos from very emotional people that the i'm telling you the times 
for white people in the suburbs in the mid 2000s <laughs> were just painful. Okay. <laughs> and we had to express it via music. And so there was a bunch of choices that I could have gone with to represent this time. But there was one band that, that felt like mine, like I had kind of discovered them and found them. So I felt a little bit hipster to them. But now here we are 15 years later, they're definitely not a hipster band. But my choice is... <laughs> wow. Panic at the Disco. Wait, are you, are you actually putting yeah, on eyeliner right now? now? I, I am. <laughs> I my, my, my hair, I'm spiking only the back. <laughs> but I listened to, like I said, there's a lot of choices I could have gone with, but this is the one that I loved. Uh, I loved this band. I think, again, that hipster... Did your thing. theatricality come from this as well? Maybe. Entirely, because that, especially that first album, they were just very like vaudevillian and very out there theatrically. Um, they were the first concert that I bought tickets for. Hopefully, there's Shh. a family-friendly version of this. It is. <laughs> it is. Yeah, this 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 song especially. <laughs> I know. I yes. I, I has this very one. much. This is very much the family-friendly version. Can you believe that a band like this, which came out of like that punk era, is sustained? I mean, it's crazy. And it's interesting. Well, too. Like it's it. not really a band at this point. And it's, it's one just, person. Yeah, it's, it's, just him. it's the singer. Yeah. Um, but I and I I Brandon Dorman. <laughs> I followed this band like I followed their whole career at least you know with a little bit of an eye. But this this first album, uh, it's called A Fever You Can't Sweat Out. Uh, really like hit me in the high school you know yeah. and so i list i knew every word to every song i listened to it all the time i mean there was other just in your room yeah seriously <laughs> i just play it um i mean there was other stuff that was maybe Mom, a little bit more how would you ever heard of closing the door <laughs> there was more st stuff that represented i think the put the, the staples the time in better. your arm so, yeah. hey whoa <laughs> that, well because there was the like the my chemical romance and yeah. stuff there was that i wasn't quite to that end although i totally love emo music basically the same band but uh, I was more I was wow. more panic at the disco Fallout Boy. -y. It's racist. <laughs> so can you explain to me what in the world's happening? That was racist in that song, as Jake's song. Though? No, That'd nothing. Be helpful. Nobody knows. Okay, nobody. It's but it's provocative. It is provocative. Yeah. And also pure madness. Yeah. Oh, and it won music video of the year that year. And I remember I saw that music video. They they displayed it on Fuse. They're like, hey, this is this new band, this new music video. It's pretty cool. Check it out. And it it became a real sensation. Oh, good. By the way, Fuse is New York based. I do have to do some research on, well, on the flag. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, I write since not tragedies from Panic. At the disco. All right, Jacob. All right. Did so they have high schools where you went? Uh, yeah, I Did didn't. You, I didn't attend though. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was going to ask no. if you went. Well, so cars. I uh, no, there was no stealing Easy cars. There, Memphis rains. That I'm admitting to. So, <laughs> no, actually, I, freshman. Actually, freshman year, I was a very, very uh, subdued, quiet student. That's not a joke. I really was. And then I moved schools without moving my location because my parents wanted me to play football and what? basketball and do all the things. And so I was like, yeah, okay, I'll go do all that stuff. And then something about me switching schools, it just triggered something. And, um, and that all shifted. Now, during that same time, I started listening to different music and I found this album from my sister. And there's a, there's, I'm not going to say who it is, but maybe you guys will figure it out along the way. But the lead singer, his name's Adam Dirtz, and he did this really interesting thing where... Uh, Fred Durst, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was like five years later. Okay. Um, uh, I really want to sing some Limp Bizkit now, but I'm going to resist that. Oh, uh, I know who it is. And uh, so he did this really interesting thing, which is instead of writing the music, he got with the band... And he had the musicians just kind of like play these different chords and different things. And they would find a rhythm and then he would just start singing and they recorded it. And then he would take improvisational the, music, a totally improv. Hmm. And then he would record what worked, a uh, re-record later in the studio. And because uh, it was just an expression, he was just expressing himself. And out of, out of that, 
came a lot of lyrics that are kind of madness, but they have such an uh, emotive property to them that it connected with me right away. There's one uh, one song especially, I think, uh, it was released in 1993, and it was all over the radio, and this is one of the only songs in history that was played so much, and I am still not sick of it. I, I would literally listen to it on repeat on road trips and things but, like that. It just never stopped. Oh, oh Counting Crows. This was almost my junior high pick. Really? Wait, so he just he yes. just improvised in the middle of it? I want to be Bob Dylan. Yes, yes. That, is, that is all the whole the, album. The, okay, them improv- improvising this song makes so much more sense to me now. Oh, that explains a lot about Kenny Cross. It really does. It's, it's pure craziness. Yeah. You're like, what in the world is he talking about? You listen around here and you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, but there's so much emotion attached to it. So I would listen and listen. I'm like, what in the world is this guy talking about? Like, who's writing this? Because I feel so much, but... I can't make a lot of sense of it. You know? And the lyrics don't relate to the time it came out for you. No. So this is one of the only songs. This transcended time. This stayed my favorite song from the time I was 13. la 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 He had nothing to say there, so he just started <laughs> Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. So from the time I'm like 13 to the time I'm 18, and here's why, right? Is It, it kind of represents these different emotions. Now, he touches on these different points, and he, I mean, he says things like, I, I, like there's this, uh, this this side of him where he's like, I want to be better. I want to believe. I want to be someone that's good. And then he's like, also, I'm gray. I'm like, I'm really struggling. I'm doing all these things. And he's like, also, I really want people to notice me. I really want to become, I, I want to become famous. I want to be a big star. Um, and then the other thing is like, and look at that girl. Holy cow. It just like encapsulates everything all at once. That it's a bit scatterbrained. It's super scatterbrained. Like. Yeah. But the emotion is there. Anyway, what I found is this was the song, no matter what mood I was in. It kind of enhanced it and gave me clarity to whatever it was. You whether, love this song even now. Even now, I do. You tried to push them really far in a 90s bracket. I did. Gross. I love this band. My wife loves them too. Yeah. So you've got good taste. Thanks, sir. They were on Shrek too. <laughs> <laughs> they were kids. Accidentally good in love. Sex. Accidentally in love, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Zach. Pat, Pat, hey. Pat. He's got one of those beanies on with like a, a helicopter <laughs> on the top of it. Right? Seriously, Zach, if you haven't heard August and Everything After, that first album, yeah, it, I've, cool. I've listened. I think okay, they're great. great. Yeah. All right, next up, we are moving forward. Well, I might, this might be some overlap for Joel, but <laughs> uh, your dating life theme song. Yeah, I, I'm interested to hear what everyone... This is going to tell a lot about us, yeah. I feel. This is the one where I, I don't go with like a specific song from that time. This is a representative song. It's an overarching yeah, thing. Yeah. I feel like this this really fits that for me. <laughs> I stole my joke. My <laughs> <eyes> <laughs> What? This what? is gonna be my joke. <laughs> Way to make it funny. I'll teach you to try to steal my bits. Uh, Second time around. <laughs> That's what made Second it funny. Second time though. around. No dating life. It felt so appropriate for that. Yeah. Uh, no. This I actually for dating. I chose this song. Lesser known, maybe. Simple plan. No, Newfound Glory. Ah, same thing. Yeah, that was close. So this is My Friends Over You by Newfound Glory. It uh, came out in 2002. And this represents kind of... Okay, so I, like my wife, sometimes led the opposite sex on unintentionally just by being nice. Mm-hmm. Like, you just be nice to someone else and they start showing attraction. You're like, and your whoa, butt whoa. cut. I mean, you're just handsome. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Not in college, I didn't have the butt cut. You didn't? No. You, I've you seen did. pictures. Did. No, yeah. senior year. Yeah, I, I, from senior year. Basically, this is, my, this is the same hairstyle I wore okay. in senior year. Not this one. It's a little long. But no, so this song, uh, just read some of the lyrics here. Uh, it's my fault that it fell apart. Just maybe you need this, and I didn't mean to lead you on. 
You were everything I wanted, but I just can't finish what I've started. There's no room left here on my back. It was damaged long ago. Though you swear that you are true, I still pick my friends over you. Now, I'm wow, not saying that's that harsh. I was, well, that's the thing is, I didn't, it's not that harsh in the yeah. sense of like, no, I don't want you. I want to go with my friends. But there were a lot of relationships where it just kind of fell apart. No fault of theirs. They were they were great girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, their families were awesome, but it just didn't feel right. On paper, it looked fine, but I just it didn't work. And so when you like, say paper, do you mean like playing mash? Yes, exactly. Trying to pick your wife. And I got her on the mash. Yeah. Today, but yeah. <laughs> but I'd end up, uh, you know, I'd end up breaking up with them and then hanging out with my friends again. And so this song kind of my friends over you. It just felt like for a while there, I was kind of like, that's how I feel. It's like, did you ever have a girlfriend that wanted you to choose them over your friends? No, all the, I was going to say, I mean, all the girls I dated, very sweet girls. Mm-hmm. And usually we ended on, on pretty friendly terms, as friendly as you can with a breakup. But as you always broke up with them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But I, I was just, I was as sensitive as possible. Sure. And, and it did. I mean, this he was very sensitive when he said, "You're just not for me." It's not me. It's you. Uh, no, I, that's the thing. Is I fully acknowledge that it was just it was me that it just something right. wasn't working. Yeah. And I felt terrible, but I ended up hanging out, hanging out with my friends, and you know, it ended up working out just fine. I'm mm-hmm. perfectly happy with where I'm at right now. But this song kind of felt like my dating life, where it was like, look, it fell apart for some reason. I didn't mean to lead you on. But I just can't finish this relationship. Okay. And so that was my dating life. I felt for a long time there until, you know, worked out fine in the end. But for a while there, that's what it felt like. So with mine, I was going to be pretty nihilistic with my choice. Yeah. Yeah. And do something like Love Hurts Hurts. by Incubus. Do you know that one? It's really quite good. I prefer that version. Yeah. But I'm going to go with something a little more hopeful. And so this one is by the Abbott Brothers and it's Live and Die. So it's a little folksy. Why are there so many? <laughs> About to punch Joel with my eyes. <laughs> COVID. <laughs> yeah, just with my eyes. It's fine. So the Abbott brothers, they are very bluegrassy. Uh, very popular in the mid-2000s. But this represents... I love it when they met Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> so this represents my dating even now. Because this song, it talks about conflict. But then also finding relatability with everyone, wanting to move forward, and everyone really just wants to be happy with someone, even though conflict will come up. And that's how I view dating even now, is I may date someone and it doesn't work out, but it's like, they're still a great person, I'm still a great person. It just, like you said, it doesn't work out for some reason. Yeah. And you still want to find the one for you. Mm-hmm. And so that's what this song is for me. It's, it's called Live and Die. It, it sounds, even though it's very upbeat, the lyrics sound a little bit darker. But it's not. It's very one of the whole. better James Bond themes too. Yeah, live, live and <laughs> die. Yeah. But yeah, Abbott Brothers. Check the song on Spotify. You're gonna love it. Actually, I kind of gonna like the feel of it. I have to listen to the lyrics. Yeah. Yeah, I like those guys. What actually. year was that from? That was are, probably 2005. Are you gonna five. keep listening to them if I say that? Not anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'll just guys, listen to gunshots. They're so cool. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're gonna love it. Come to the house later. Okay. <laughs> uh, is that a threat? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Exactly. All right. Obviously, we made a lot of jokes about me being a little bit younger, uh, skewing a little bit younger in my songs. So, I knew that, whatever 80s guy. Yeah, I <laughs> went ahead and decided why not get a song from 1959. So this back, you, back when you were dating, back when I was dating, yeah, your parents weren't even alive then. Nope. <laughs> this is a song again from 1959 by Buddy Holly. I, I'm guaranteeing that nobody knows this song, but uh, and I'll read you the lyrics after I play the song. Remind you, this this represents, I would say, maybe a little bit more of the dark side of dating. It's okay, which is kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah. By the way, this was written by Paul Inka. 
baby, here am I. Will you heard this song before? No. Why does this sound familiar? Because you've heard it in grocery stores? Why is it the dark side? I'll read you the lyrics on this next part. Can you sing? Well, you go your way and I'll go mine. Now and forever till the end of time, I'll find somebody new, baby. We'll say we're through and you won't matter anymore. You won't matter anymore. This song is called It Doesn't Matter Anymore. That last part was Now you go your way and I'll go mine. Now and forever till the end of time. I'll find somebody new and baby, we'll say we're through and you won't matter anymore. Oh, <laughs> that is, not, that is not a COVID-approved hug. <laughs> I think this song is hilarious. I have always loved this song. As soon as I discovered Buddy Holly, probably, I don't know, I was probably like 19. I was like, what is that Weezer song about? Anyway, I, I just love how Zach's people like, I was much younger than you guys. So I was raised in like, 80s and 90s music. Here's something from the, here's 50s. Something from the 50s. I'm going to outclass you. <laughs> but the, I just think this song is so funny because it. you listen to it. It's a two-minute long song. It's so pleasant. It's so pleasant. It's got these, you know, the, the the violins being plucked, and it's this lovely song about how there's no use in me crying. I, I've done everything, and now I'm sick of trying. I've thrown away my nights and wasted all my days over I you. I love the vibe. It's so funny. I love this song. Yeah, uh, and, and it's it's a joke, really, about my current state of my dating life. But, again, I really get a chuckle out of it every time. Uh, and please, check it out. I love the, uh, what do you call it? The juxtaposition. juxtaposition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. great. It's this happy, bouncy of, song about, oh, like, who's get out of here. Last Kiss. Do you guys remember that one? Uh, the, uh, well, you, okay, obviously the Pearl Jam version. Pearl Jam, yeah. But the earlier yeah, version yeah. is mm. like this peppy, happy song. Right, yeah. But the lyrics are just dark. And it's funny how many times that really does happen in music. Um, and this one's not doing anything super dark, but it is just funny that it's a breakup song. That's so bouncy. Love it. Okay, I have really struggled with this one. I didn't date. At like at like high school is when the dating was, so those are mm -hmm. all encompassed in one thing for me. And so, so the, yeah, there, there's, a few, there's a few things. Do you guys remember Desperately Wanting Better Than Ezra? Yeah. yeah. I yeah, remember like, running through the wet grass. Yeah, uh, like, oh man, just the energy of that song was right, and then none of the lyrics have anything to do with anything, but the energy I really loved. But here's another one, kind of energy as well as the lyrics feel appropriate for my era and dating. And then I, I have a story as well, but I, I, this, is, this is the one. Hey! <laughs> Hopefully they have a family friendly family nope, version of this nope, song. I'll have to mute at some point. <laughs> <laughs> if it's from the Can't Hardly Wait soundtrack, it's clean. It's I don't think Wait, this song has to do with your dating? Uh, you know, it's not It's not like it encompassed my dating. It was more just like, oh, man, this just kind of like, it just it just covers the feeling, right? Of just like that era and all the different things that, that are going on. Joel's getting nervous for when I'm muted. It's, like, <laughs> it's the next verse. You kind of had a snarky attitude towards it. No, it was just so hard and it was stupid and everything was always going wrong and nothing you liked, like nothing that you wanted worked out, right? Like, well, and this it was is just growing up. This is, yeah, exactly. Like, screw it. It's just, just growing up. So this is Blink 182. Dang it. And it's, dang it. And it's we'll family it, friendly. We'll call it dang it. That's what I thought. <laughs> and uh, this is honestly their best song um, because everything after this is just poppy and stupid. And I'm sorry for everyone that's a fan, but that's just my opinion. But ouch. Um, I used well, to bring my little brother so much. Sorry, Mike. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, uh, Blink One Eighty Two. So 
Also, do you guys want to hear a funny story? Yeah, of course. Always. All right. So I so in kind of reference because I didn't know how to divide this up because yeah, high school is really where the dating was, but I understand that the dating was supposed to be like I don't know, almost like college or later or something. So the night I meet my wife, we we've been talking and I'm driving her back home. Mm-hmm. And the CD that's in it just auto I like I like we drive in silence for a second. I just turn it on. I don't I don't know what's in there. And there's this random playlist that is first the song Bad Company. Do you guys know this? Yeah. Bad Company. And it's the song Feel Like Making Love. <laughs> that's the song that starts playing, right? And it's mid-song. <laughs> and so it's like chorus. You're in Rexburg, Idaho. Yes, yes. That's exactly where I am. Right. And I'm taking her home. I've literally just met her. Just and they sing along really loud and say lunch. Feel like making, making lunch. lunch. Dun, dun, dun. So it genuinely gets awkward because he's at the point where it's just the refrain that he just says over and over and over <laughs> and over. We get and it. And I finally go, okay, sorry about that. And she goes, oh my gosh. Like, and, uh, and I'm like, and so I hit skip and, uh, and I'm like, I am sorry. Like, that is so awkward. And then the next song is this. I hate everything I hate about you. Every time we <laughs> <laughs> yep, I hate everything about you. Wow. Is the next one, and you know what she says? I love this song. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, I love you. It had, it had just came out, and I was like, oh, thank heaven. I know this song's awesome, right? And uh, anyway, so that was, uh, that's pretty much the only story there. Cause that's not your official pick. The official pick was, dang yeah, it. was yeah. 22, yeah. Dang it. And next up, we're moving forward in time to your college theme song. This one for me, yeah, I'll say this is probably the most hipster one of mine, and it's not even that hipster. Okay. This, this is a mainstream hit, but it's lesser known. Okay. This both feels like college me, like reminds me of that time, and it encapsulates what I was feeling as well. I like how you say encapsulates. Motion City Santa. That's right. Yeah. You are a pop pop punk guy. I saw oh, these guys live. So, okay, when I got home from my uh, Latter-day Saint mission, mm-hmm. uh, I got... I was working at the, at the Harold Beely Library, and I was trying to figure out what music was good because I've been out of the I've been out of the music thing for like two years. Right. And I had this guy who's like, "I'll make you a, a CD," and he made me this pop. Or it wasn't pop; it was punk music, and it really was one of the things where I feel like that helped. That there was like the divergent road of like R and B and punk, mm-hmm. and that CD definitely put me on the punk side. This song, "Everything Is Alright" by Motion City Soundtrack, released two thousand five. Lyrics such as uh, "Someday you'll be fine." Yes, I'll be just fine. Tell me that you're all right and that everything is all right. Please tell me that you're all right. That everything is all right. And in the lyrics of the song, he talks about all the things that stress him out and all the things that worry him. Right. And then the chorus always comes back to "Everything is all right. I'll be fine. Everything's going to be okay." And I feel like that was college for me. That was busy and stressful and fun. And then even though I had all those stresses, it's still just like everything is all right. I'm going to be okay. And this song hit right around that time. And this became my, I don't want to call it an anthem because it wasn't like I played it as I walked anywhere. But before every single Divine Comedy show. Is there a hype song almost? This, it was. Right. Before every Divine Comedy show in the privacy of my own room. Yeah. I would listen to the song both to calm me down. And it does, and even though it's fast paced. Okay. Like sure. it was like, I'd be like, everything's going to be yeah. okay. Because I'd be stressed about whether the show was going to work or not. And mm-hmm. like we had, you know, we did a technical run and things didn't go well. And I was like, it's going to be fine. It's going to be okay. So this became my big kind of college song was everything is all right and it's still sticking around yeah yeah huh. this is the thing i still listen to it fairly regularly I still enjoy it and it's just one of those things where i'm like yeah positive outlook it's even though even though there's stress positive outlook nice great pick my choice is from a band that i love called train i mean travis who is my favorite band of all time 
So I honestly thought you said the right name. (laughs) See, I knew it. (laughs) So this song is called Somewhere Else, and it's a very sweet sounding song on a very grim sounding album called 12 Memories. came out in 2003. And just a little background of where I was when I heard this album is I spent a year living in Provo, and I made a ton of friends, and I decided to leave Provo and go to Logan. So two hours away, going to brand new school, I left all my friends behind. Mm -hmm. And I was like, cool, I'm moving forward in life. Immediately when I got to Logan, I missed my friends. Like I was homesick for my Provo friends. And I'm like, I think I made a terrible mistake. And it took me like a month or two to really make new friends that I could appreciate as much as these Provo friends. And one of the friends I made, he worked at Graywell. And he was like, hey, you like good music. I like good music. Let me give you a couple albums to borrow. And he gave me two Travis albums. Mm -hmm. I had never really heard them before then. Like I heard Sing, basically. But he gave those to me and they were perfect for where I was at in life. He changed your life. He kind of changed my life. And they both given music CDs to give our direction. That's weird. Yeah, right? And and they they fit Logan. Logan's a very cold city. And these albums were so moody that like it fit my whole time in Logan as well. So they're staring out the windows. It's snowing. Basically, Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, somewhere else defines where I wanted to be at that time. And it's such a beautiful song that even me walking to school, it kind of just picture that and that would be perfect for this song. Okay, I like it. So when we talk about college, I have gone back to school like four times. So this is from round two. Of, of going to college. <laughs> sure. So, because I've had, I've had, you know, been in and out of majors and done a couple different things. So, this song uh, comes from actually a band that I don't know that many people know, not because I'm being hipster, but because I just don't think they're super uh, popular. Young the Giant, you know, these yep. guys. Mm-hmm. So, they've had a couple of songs that got some decent radio play. Uh, My Body and Apartment. Apartment. I, don't, I don't know who they are. My Body. So, so, so yeah. So, I have no idea. So, Joel doesn't know. They had a mainstream hit. They, they had, had a few, actually. Had a couple. Apartment. Um, and yeah, you, uh, well, do you like how I say that? I'm like, Joel, you know they were playing yeah. on the radio. I'm being the everyman here for you. Perfect segue, Jacob. Yeah. That's a good tune. This is the opening track from their album, Young the Giant, called Apartment. And the reason that this oh, one... sorry, I kept saying your name. Yeah, it was great. Mm-hmm. So the like this song, I remember uh, I would do night school. And so I you know work all day, drive down to UBU uh, in Orem, and I would like study, and it was just... Uh, I don't know. It was, a, it was a busy time in life. And I remember there was one day I walked out of the lab and this song was playing and I just felt super relaxed and it was really chill. I owned this album, actually. I liked the band because I, I they had those couple songs I liked and I actually saw them live on TV. And uh, I was like, these guys are good. So I bought the album. But then when I heard the song, I was like, oh, hey, I think I have this album. And it just really calmed me down. And I, I pulled up the album and listened to it like on the drive home because I had a long drive home. And it just really was like a very like chill moment for me. And that album, especially that song, turned into like the album that I was listening to when I would study, uh, when I was just wanting to kind of relax a little bit. And it, to this day is one of my very favorites. So Love it. Young the Giant. Oh, the song is called Apartment. Version. On our Spotify playlist. Indeed, it will be there. It's a good song. So I really wanted to pick, man, college. That was a really hard one, too. I mean, like one song to like represent so much. Like uh, here's some lyrics from it. Right. And I feel like I feel like this really connects with kind of that era when I'm in college. Sing me something soft, sad and delicate, or loud and out of key. Sing me anything. We're glad for what we've got, done with what we've lost, our whole lives laid out right in front of us. Now sing like you think no one is listening. Is this ah! someone? Oh, oh, I thought he was talking. Uh, it wasn't a command. <laughs> is this no. someone like Death Cab for Cutie, like trying to be deeper than they actually are? 
something about the opening piano it's really soothing mm-hmm. and then it actually is it's from the punk era so it shifts from like uh, this melancholy piano to screaming at some point and uh, as like that sounds like college yeah. exactly exactly so it, it, there's something about the spectrum of this and there's sort of i mean i don't know if they even called the one hit wonder this is probably their biggest song but i mean do you, anybody know this no 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 i mean listen to this it's a gorgeous song but uh, nothing at all huh? no yeah was it straight light run and this is called Wait, Sex. Stray Light Run. It's a weird name. Stray Light Run. And the song is called Existentialism on Prom Night. Wow. That is just out hipster me. <laughs> I listen. Jacob I, did make his own music earlier in the show. So I think <laughs> yeah, yeah, you already won. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I already got that badge, buddy. Uh, so no, this uh, this whole album is actually quite good. Uh, they uh, It's like brother and sister and somebody else. And they made this album and then stepped away from music. I, I, I It's really sad to me. But uh, yeah, the emotions in this song. Oh man, it just it just it just gets me because it goes for this whole thing. But anyway, we won't listen to the whole song to the point where it actually hits crescendo and everything. But it's uh, well worth listening to. I, I feel like the the whole lyrics about like it's jumping in from the sad and delicate to the loud and out of key. Just go, just go. And uh, anyway, that's that's the one. I look forward to listening to it. You meant that. Tension. I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> uh, Tension in the Terror is a good one on that album, too. Okay. Nice. All right. We are moving forward to well, this one. This category is Me and the Workforce. But I know it was originally pitched as you three guys used to work together, so tell me about your music. Yeah. So that's the thing. Is I feel like Dak... Dak? That Zach, was the, it was going to be hard to like do it with <laughs> Zach not working together. It would preclude, it would preclude him from answering. Yeah. Which yeah is, so I feel you're at a little disadvantage here. But yeah, he, he couldn't adapt to that. It would have been impossible. <laughs> <laughs> to working with us? No, to just just working, which is just like, hey, the time it... Which is what we're doing now. Top 10 yes, that's what we're doing. <laughs> I know, exactly. exactly. <laughs> but if I had to pick a song uh, from when... Because we worked together for... Ken and I were four, four years. years, and Jacob and I were three years. And if I had a, the time we were together, the time we spent together at old top ten reviews when it used to be an actual legitimate site, this is the song I would pick. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> I uh, well played. I love your serious today. face too. Hmm. Yeah, I remember those Jeez. times. This one feels more appropriate. <laughs> no, Gal, and this. Okay, this is going to sound really weird at first, but I'll explain it. Oh, well, funny. I mean, that's funny. You know, the weird thing is, uh, where's the other part? I know. The weird thing is, <laughs> when it doesn't change. Uh, what is this? Every time. That's funny. Boo. I like no. the remix more. So this, <laughs> so, this is Footloose by Kenny Loggins. And the reason I picked it was for a couple different reasons. But first of all, let me read the lyrics to you, okay? Come up here in a second. It says, Been working so hard. I'm punching my card. Eight hours for what? Oh, tell me what I got. I got this feeling that time's just holding me down. I'll hit the ceiling or else I'll tear up this town. So no, I got to cut loose, foot loose. And I feel like that was kind of, I mean, not all of our time there, but for a time mm-hmm. there, it was like, you know what? I'm punching the card and getting through whatever crap we have to do today. Right. But then we had our bacon cell break, usually during lunch, where we would just get together and record. And that was my moment of sanity when I'm like, I'm here. I'm having fun. I've cut foot loose. I can go back and punch my card and do the rest of my day now. So I felt like it. You both, made this meaningful and appropriate. Yeah. 
Because and I, relevant? I know. That's cute. impressive. Because it really was <laughs> like, and, and it is, that's like kind of the word, the Bacon Cell theme song, like the Kevin Bacon, Kate Beckinsale. Precisely. Kind of thing. And so it was kind of this weird mashup that we made, but it's become to the point where I hear that song now and it sounds wrong to me at the yeah. beginning. I'm like, it's not cut right. This actually was nominated for an Academy Award and lost to I Just Called to Say I Love You by, by Stevie Wonder. Oh, boo. I oh, well. I get it. Yeah, nobody likes um, that song. <laughs> and it is, it is funny to me how like the, the music video is like him dancing in the warehouse. And then when you watch the movie, it's a completely yeah, different song yeah. and it doesn't feel right. And there's also, there's a single version, there's the right album version, but overall I felt like this song represented my time in the workforce. It was like, I'm working hard, but I do these little projects like Quick Wits, like uh, Divine Comedy, like Bacon Sale on the side. That's my sanity because mm-hmm. I have to have that kind of creative outlet. Right. So there you go. Footloose. That is a great choice. Great I didn't choice. go as personal for that. I went more how the music makes me feel and it's more thematic. And so it's by an artist named Ben Queller. And the song is called Penny on the Train Track. I was going to ask, Ken, do you have any that have charted? No. Okay. Oh, I do have, um, We Built This City. That's right. That was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much it. Well, you, obviously, I'm going to pick the stuff that nobody know. really knows. Know. But Penny on the Train Track is all about the passage of time. And for me, it's like, we all work a ton of different jobs. And it's interesting that, like, even between us, is like we may have worked together once. Joel and I work together again. Jake is off somewhere else, a very different place. And this song is about... And Zach's here. And Zach Hi. is right here. Hey, Zach. Hi, I'm Zach. This song is about the, the passage of time and the people that he's met along the way, people he's known since he was a kid and what they're doing for work now. And it, I find it just so interesting to be like, oh, this person's a realtor. This person's a doctor. Like, it's so interesting to see these people you knew from high school and college and what they're doing now while also not comparing yourself to them, just being like, I'm on my own path. Oh. I'm a penny on the train track. That's what we're supposed to do? Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Don't compare yourself to All me, Joel. All my friends are doctors and authors. <laughs> You'll get flattened one day, though. That's the theme. Thanks, you. Mm, not you. We. <laughs> we. Is that a threat? I'm making sound. <laughs> Zach? Uh, well, do we want to go to Jake? Round out the You Work Together well, trio? Oh. The shining star spot of this was Bacon Sale during the time there. Mm-hmm. And everything else, overall, the experience is, uh, reminds me of this song. Maybe Joel's heard of it. <laughs> yes, I do know this song. You didn't fail me this time, Joel. No. This is my favorite band. And we play this every single birthday for my kids. I literally would think about this. You guys don't know it, huh? I don't believe I do. They haven't come out and sing it, but it's older. You're older than you've ever been. Oh, for to sing it. And now you're even older. Here we go. You're older than you've ever been, and now you're even older, and now you're even older, and now you're even older. Oh, it's so you're sad. We play this every birthday. <laughs> it's so nihilistic. <laughs> and now you're older still. So this is the song. That's that's it. That's everything. Because this this is they might be giants. So they do this and then it's over. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just as always this feeling of like, is this is this it? Is this this doesn't this isn't? Am I wasting my time? What's going on here? That's often how it felt. Yeah, being in the workforce, working for someone else. Yeah, yeah, kind exactly. of wasting your time. It's like okay, so. I don't have a lot of power over my own life in this. And yeah, like, I really nine to five so many, job. Yeah, yeah. And so anyway, that's that's my song for it. <laughs> 
I'm so depressed. <laughs> Just you wait. It's, it's depressing <laughs> and true. <laughs> Zach, help us out here. My choice is way worse than your guys's. So this one, uh, I there are different options I could have gone with, but um, I've worked in a couple different environments that have had music playing. And this specifically reminds me, I actually could have used this as a high school pick too, but my high school job, I worked at a fast food restaurant. You know, there were times in the evening where we were just listening to like B98.7, local, you know, soft hits radio station. And this song was all the rage when it came out and played all the time. And so uh, in order to stomach listening to it, we would obnoxiously sing along. This has been mentioned on Bacon Sale before. <laughs> <laughs> listening to Garbage Radio. Have we? This wow. song, this it came out on a love, love song. We episode. talked about. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to, it has definitely been mentioned. You know, you have to like obnoxiously it. sing along. Yeah, to hopefully, it. this is the family friendly version. It is. Okay. It is the family. I think a lot of people that bought that's that your CD hope were, for every song. We're on here. very surprised when they bought this CD and realized <laughs> really well, yeah. doesn't say very. My love is pure. Anyway, this song is, it came on so much while I was working. This and reminds so this you is like, like a, I'm in the back of a, of a fast food restaurant washing dishes. And, yeah, beautiful. And you're angry at this yeah, point. I'm, I'm hate listening to it, singing loud enough that customers would complain. <laughs> like it was the worst. Well, also working at that job, we would make up different lyrics to various songs that would come on. Another one, uh, I ask, actually asked my mom, like, did I sing songs in high school? She's like, you apparently made up a lot of lyrics to the song. Hey, there, Delilah as well <laughs> at that same job. So, you know, there are other songs that That's might... That's appropriate use of that song. I'm yeah. telling you what, yeah. though, song parodies with your coworkers are the best. It was yeah. hilarious fun. It was so much fun. And there were other songs that might represent my time working more as an adult. But, like, that music was so tied to that experience for me. And it was my first job. So it was my first yeah. entry into the workforce, working at a slow fast food restaurant, <laughs> singing oh. to really bad songs. It's perfect. You know what's funny is that doing this research, I was looking up work songs. There are almost no songs about I love my job. No. Almost every single song that has yeah. to do with work is like, work sucks. Working I for know. the weekend. Working for the yeah. weekend. Yeah. You know, being yeah. a cog. It's the working, working for, for the man living. is the yeah. worst. Yeah. yeah. Or, the, five. or they're not talking about um, like a job. Yeah. It's yes. Different kind of work. Work, 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 work. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Finally, and this feels uh, appropriate and slightly morbid. A little bit. It is. I don't think it's morbid enough. <laughs> it is your farewell song. Now, what did you take, Joel? What 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 angle did you take for this one? So this one feels. Uh, I mean, we wanted to end the show on this, but also it feels kind of appropriate for you know Jacob leaving officially. We're killing him, regular, right? Yeah, we're, we're murdering him. All oh, right, after um, this. Although right if he now. doesn't up there, we really minutes. didn't do anything, uh, police officers. <laughs> Just want to put that out there. I'm going to stretch out my, my take on this one, I think. Uh, no, but yeah, this one, uh, and this is weird because it is a little somber, it is a little sad, and it is not hurt. So, Yeah, right. Yeah. Because you wouldn't be hurting yourself. Someone else hurt you. Yeah. This, this is so cliche, guys. I was I so is this your... There like, are what's two... What's the setting here? Like, are, are you dying? Right? Is yeah, this is your this funeral? funeral? This is more, more or less. Yeah. And it probably has played in many, many funerals in the 90s. There are two right answers. Just think of Three So this is I'll Be There by The Escape Club with lyrics such as, um, let me read up here. And I'd give all, uh, don't be afraid, oh my love, I'll be watching you from above. And I'd give all the world tonight to be with you because I'm on your side and I still care. I may have died, but I've gone nowhere. Just think of me and I'll be there. 
Now, no. do you picture someone playing the piano and no, this someone is like, singing along? This is like the awkward boombox and microphone <laughs> no. combination. Yeah. Is what's happening here. Right. No, I remember as a kid, well, not as a kid, as a teenager, I always said that I wanted to be buried in the casket with my arms behind my head, sunglasses on, and Stone Table Pilots dead and bloated playing. Wow. And I decided that Yikes. probably wouldn't be very... Like, I was, I was joking around, and I want to let everyone know I'm joking. Please don't do that. But this... Mm-hmm. Okay, this is getting a little more serious, but this is probably heavily influenced by the fact that this song was getting a lot of radio play around the time my uncle died, mm. and I associated it with him. Right. But I just really like the sentiment of it, which is just think of me and I'll be there, because, and I'll, this is where I pull it back together, in the age of the internet... And podcasts where I my voice is out there on the interwebs. My clips of me being stupid are all over YouTube. It's basically a journal for the past six years. Yeah, and I have all that out there. And so if you ever miss me, whether I'm dead or not, if you ever miss me, you can find me and I'll be there. And so it's like I feel like in this age of online, it's never goodbye. Yeah. It's always see you online. Because you can do that. Mm-hmm. Whenever you miss somebody, you can still find them, hopefully, online somewhere. All right. I struggled with this one because I was trying to think of movie scores because I feel like taking someone else's lyrics. You just have Requiem for a Dream. Yeah, it's Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> it's the Lord of the Rings version. Yeah, yes. no, no. It's going to be that chanting one where they try to summon the devil. Oh, no, no, not that. Oh, no. He's not invited to my funeral. <laughs> the Omen. <laughs> the Omen, that was it. Oh, man, that's actually a really good choice, but I'm no. not going to choose no, that. No, it's not. But I struggled with like finding someone's lyrics that I felt like represented what I'd want to leave behind. And I kind of went for the same message as you, Joel, where it is sort of a think of me. Keep Me In Your Heart. And that is the song. It's Keep Me In Your Heart by Warren Zevin. Oh, I thought it was Think of Me from Phantom of the Opera. No, but that would be... (laughs) Yes, in falsetto. So I'll play a little bit of the song now. So Warren Zevin is a 70s artist. He did Werewolves of London. I was going to say, this is Werewolves in London guy. Yeah, uh, he sounds very much like Bob Dylan in this song. But the song is just really pretty. And some of the lyrics are, When you get up in the morning and you see that crazy sun, Keep me in your heart for a while. Sometimes when you're doing something simple around the house, maybe you'll think of me and smile. So it's really just small like vignettes about life. And it's like, that's good writing. Think about me for a while. That's it. Just let me, you know, come up in your thoughts and I'll be there. Wow. And so it was a theme there. Yeah, it's really pretty because it was really hard to make something personal. This is my message. It's like, no, hopefully you think of me and smile. That's all. Yeah, it's the best you can do is just right. Leaving an impression on someone. And it's really sad. So this is from his 2003 album called The Wind. And he wrote this after he was diagnosed with lung cancer. Oh, wow. Jeez. And so it, obviously this one it was a big hit for him, but it was kind of him saying goodbye to everyone. So down everybody. Zach, save us again, please. Okay. Well, I had two choices. It's Holly. I now, I now know <laughs> which one to go with. So I, I had two choices here, and both of mine are pretty cliche. One of them is if I'm think, looking back at my life and thinking of it as a montage, and one of them is if I look at the end of my life and think that it's credits. I'll just let you know, if it was a montage, th- again, very cliche, Frank Sinatra, My Way from 1969. Right, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. That's, the, cli- that's the, the cliche but appropriate montage song. You're so old. My, <laughs> but I want my life to roll like credits, and I, there is no better credits, ending credit song in the world, in my opinion, than this. Aww. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fist up in the air. Fist Wait, up in from the your air. coffin? Does your fist Absolutely. go up in the air? <laughs> I want you to rigor mortis. Prop me up from in there. That's, that's, that's beautiful in <laughs> Grandpa Zach. <laughs> this is Don't You, in, in parentheses, Forget About Me, from Simple Minds, but most famously, 
It is the closing song from the movie Breakfast Club. I and think we all want to be remembered. Yeah. The thing. I mean, don't, what everyone wants, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, right? And I like what you said, Joel, about, you know, we put out content and things like that, you know, and, and our voices could be heard beyond. And, you know, I've done a lot of video work and things like that. And Unless the world is destroyed in the EMP and all the records are fried. <laughs> I just, you know, I would hope that yeah, at the end of the day, <laughs> just, just remember me. Okay, guys. Yeah, and I may have skewed my children's version of this because they only know it when I would cook breakfast for them in the morning. <laughs> and so they associate this with food. They hear this and they think food. Breakfast. I mean, food. I do too. You did this. Oh, yeah. Like <laughs> it was, we, we had our breakfast club where I said, I mean, like any, on purpose. Yeah, I said, any breakfast you want. And we made a whole list and then I made them for them. Biscuits and gravy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just like, I'd, to wake them up, I'd play this all over the house and then they'd come down and I'd have whatever I'd made that day. So oh, that's kind of cute. Yeah. Jake. Okay, Jake, so you're I'm, dying. You're, you're bringing I'm, us home. I'm going a different way here. So please say it's a live performance again. It is. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, no, this is uh, this is going to be another hipster song. And there is a refrain in this that has to be family friendly a little bit, although it is biblical. So maybe Joel will allow it. <laughs> and so uh, there's a lot of non-family friendly stuff in the Bible. Yeah, I'm going to go through all of it. You're talking about the place. Uh, exactly. I'm talking about the place. OK, um, oh, that's fine. can I make it's a guess? Context. Is it Hallelujah. No, that's good. Yeah, right. That's good. So, uh, no, this... But the Shrek version. Uh. <laughs> Zach, oh, ruined. You know, you mentioned Frank Shrek. Sinatra. Not every music goes back to Shrek. Yes, it does in the end. This song has... It, actually, let me say it like that. This is the message. If I am... I, I'm gone and I'm, I'm, I'm dying maybe too young or something like that because I don't think wow. this is actually that the song I would choose if I lived like a full life because I'd probably find something a little bit, I don't know, more uh, respectable to say. Yeah. But if it were if it were sooner, I think it would be something it would be something along these lines from the very provocative and lyrical band called Japan Droids. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yo, I should have gone last, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and the name of the song is The House that heaven built. Just so you guys can get a sense for the energy of the song. I think we can get these guys to play live at your funeral. <laughs> You could be right. Yeah. I think they're Canadian, though, so... Guys, your pandroids are from Canada. Hey, guys, we got a gig, eh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Uh, so you can, get, you can assess the energy for this. I love this song because I... Uh, for some reason, it, like, it wakes me up. And I'm like, you know what? I am going to kick butt. I am going to do all these things. I'm going to do all this stuff. And I, there's this one expression I've heard from people my entire life. And it is to slow down. It is slow down. You're doing too many things. Don't try and do this. But you don't. And listen, I do not. Yeah, that's the expression I want to leave with people is, honestly, <laughs> it's like, hey, you know what? Go for it. If people tell you to slow down, they tell you you're doing too much, you can just tell them where to go. <laughs> that's my ending. Again, I'm, I'm excited to hear the full song. This is a great song. Not expect that as Jacob's farewell song. <laughs> I don't think I'll find an 8-bit version of that. No. I don't <laughs> no, know you will find not. that on Spotify. I think I won. <laughs> you, you will. So there you go. There wow. are our soundtracks of our lives, stage one. Okay. So, listener, <laughs> did you like this idea for a show? Because... Jake personally has so many categories that driving he wants to song? bring. How is that not a category? And I know we all want to bring Jake back. And so if you like this, we will go into like moments in our lives where we'll kind of go a little bit more specific. And it may yeah. be looking back. It may be looking forward. But yeah, let us know if you enjoyed this show. 
We'll bring it back in a couple months. Yeah, and let us know what your picks are for this episode as well. Let us know what your song for junior high or Absolutely. dating or you know the earliest memory you have, like your farewell song, even if you want to get that more. We'll put it in the category for like twenty twenty. Three. Absolutely. Uh, 2021. <laughs> oh. But before we go, we want to make sure we thank our patrons in a couple special categories, including the I Am the Listener category, where we have Scott Sprague, Crew Dutler, Adrian Gray, Terry Finley, Sean Sandquist, Alicia Bass, Braden Winterton, Jennifer Kilkowski, Sweet Bottom Cakes, Babs, and Kyler Loves Bacon Sale. And on our Bacon Council, we have Matt's, uh, Brian Madsen, Jessica Terry, Nicole D. Hale, Chris Anderson, Ryan Farron, Stephen Ross, and Reverse Listener. Thank you so much. We really do appreciate it. But if you want to find me, you can find me at 76 Joel on Twitter. You can find me performing with QuickWits. They're performing for free online. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the QuickWits Facebook page. If you want to find me on Twitter or Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. If you want to read my movie reviews, it's showtimeshowdown.com. And if you want to connect with me, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at TumblingMustard. But most importantly, make sure you're following Bacon Sale on social media. Go to the Facebook page and give a like, as well as going to Twitter and Instagram, and make sure you follow us there. And while you're doing that, stop by tpublic.com slash sale and get yourself a t-shirt or a mug or a mask or something fun. And then you can also support the show, if you like what's going on here, at patreon.com slash sale. Support starts at just $3 a month. Just $3? Only $3. Wow. But it, it, there's many more benefits What a bargain. That. That's a low price. Once again, patreon.com slash sale. You can find me on Twitter, uh, but you'd have to actually mention me. And uh, <laughs> otherwise, there's nothing happening. And uh, that's at Jacob A. Rogers. Uh, otherwise, you can find me uh, holding a, a bottle of uh, formula uh, feeding a baby. Just one? Uh, what is the other one doing? Uh, the, the other one's screaming. <laughs> and when the one's fed, then the other one um, will lay down and scream while I feed the other one. Yeah, it's been great being back, guys. You, uh, Zach, you're going to do amazing because you already have, so there's no risk anymore. And love you guys, miss you guys. And Kent, you did say something pretty funny. And even though it's a running joke, I laughed out loud when you said, save it for the Prime Numbers show. Yay! Keep you warm inside. Uh, Give me that torch back, you jerk. We (laughs) built the city on bacon cells. Speak louder, though. I want to hear you. It has been a long time since I have seen a turtle go that fast. Hi, my name is Zach. I really like long walks on the beach, even though I've never seen the ocean. Have you been to the Great Salt Lake? Because that's basically an ocean. You're going to sing this live? Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is my favorite day. Are you ready for this? That makes it worse. Mom is never going to forgive me for this. <laughs> so for some reason, is this a, is this a, it's English? like less racist for them. <laughs> well, that will not be on the Spotify playlist. Each boys released in 1964, before I was born, Zach. Barely. Music. He didn't grow out of anything. He's going to do an interpretive dance <laughs> at this point. <laughs> All Jacob's songs are performed live. <laughs> My father, oh yeah. Are you right John Wick's son? You. It's like stomp, but with guns. <laughs> I'm making a list of all of the things we've chosen, and this one just says straight up gunfire. So you yeah. gotta kind of do the wandering okay. arm. Okay, wandering arm. And then arm. sometimes you do the chopping arm where it's like, okay. you know, like that. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I love this <laughs> playlist because Jake's picks aren't on it. I'll ask someone to dance if you ask someone to dance. Did you well, have birthmarks all over your body? body. My hipster status started by sewing your own pants. 
be Mom, a little bit more. How would you ever heard of closing the door? They were on Shrek 2. About to punch Joel with my eyes. Thank that you. is not a COVID approved hug. <laughs> okay, kids, what's the song? Right, next up we have a mid show tinkle break. I'll never let it go. What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> there is a whiff of mortality in the air. Is it gunshots? I'm so depressed. <laughs> Just you wait. It's depressing <laughs> and true. Work, 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 work. I don't think it's morbid enough. Not every music <laughs> goes back to Shrek. Yes, it does in the end. The whole thing's a racial slur. 